On November 15, 2006, Abraham Shakespeare made a decision that would change the course of his life. The odds of going blind after laser eye surgery are 1 in 5 million. Of being injured on a toilet? 1 in 10,000. Of being called to come on down on The Price is Right? 1 in 36. But the odds of winning the lottery on a pick six are 1 in 14 million. In other words, it takes a whole lot of luck. Was Abraham, who won $30 million, really fortunate? Today I'll tell you about this man who quite literally went from rags to riches, only to be betrayed, exploited, and eventually murdered by those he trusted. I'm Laura, I'm here with my best friend Marina, and this is Grim. So when you were mid-intro, I was thinking that Abraham, I was thinking that Abraham murdered someone to get their winning mm-hmm. ticket, mm-hmm. and then you were like, everyone murdered him. Yeah, no, it it really, uh, you would think that it would be great luck to win $30 million, and I think you're not going to think that at the end of this. I'm interested to see if it's someone really close to him, or if it's someone more tangentially related Mm. because I do know I just saw an article it was like man who wins lottery goes to sign for ticket in scream mask because yeah they stay and somebody that won that like billion dollar jackpot put their name out in the public like why would you do that you so I was going to mention this later but I'll tell you now that some states require that information to be public who won it some do right unfortunately for Abraham it was in Florida which is where he is that's a bummer Mm -hmm. but can't you can't you hire a lawyer to claim it on your behalf or something like that? I do not. There know. must be a way to hide your name because that's not good. No, and it did not work out for him. Spoiler alert. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So before we talk any more about the case, though, I want to first mention that this was a gremlin suggestion. Whoop Came whoop. from Carly, our good friend Carly, who hangs out with us on our Discord server. Thank whoop you, Carly. Whoop. Carly, we love you. We love you. And speaking of gremlins... It's been a while. It won't be that different for the people listening to this, but it's for us has been quite a while since we've recorded. We Marina's three-parter gave us a little bit of a break. And uh, and so we have a bunch of Patreons to give shout outs to. Woohoo! All right, we'll start with Keishley P. Keishley! Keishley, we, we love, love you! you. William K. William, William K. We love you. We love you. Kimberly W. Kimberly Woo. W. Woo. Kimberly. We love you. We love you. <laughs> Jessica C. Yeah, Jessica. We, Jessica. Love you. we love you. And Heather B. Heather B. Heather You're B. the best. We love you. We love you. I'm, not, I'm starting to love doing that more and more. I really love it. And I kind of yeah. love that we pick different tones <laughs> to be like, Woo. start harmonizing. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Thank you all so much Thanks, for guys. joining us. And for those of you who did the $5 uh five dollar foot long is what came to mind but that is not it's not five dollars anymore no it's like 12.95 and it's gross um (laughs) but not gross and still five dollars is our discord server um and we have so much fun so thank you guys for doing that and supporting us yeah if you sign on and you wave to people you could be the sassy cracked out peach and and like you don't want to miss it it, it's really funny it is funny (laughs) erica has gotten it twice in a row now (laughs) and i'm a little bit jealous jealous. but i don't want to pay the seven dollars a month to have access to the sassy peach (laughs) 
emoji. I'm dying for people who are not in the Discord server who are like, what are you talking about? Some people do know what Discord is in general. But the sassy peach. Maybe people who use Discord <laughs> for other reasons, but that's true. Maybe it comes out elsewhere. On Discord. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Early, we digress. We digress. All right. Getting into it. So today we're going to talk about the circumstances surrounding Abraham Shakespeare's death, as well as the events that led up to it. But first, let's meet him. Abraham Shakespeare was born in poverty to mother Elizabeth Walker on April 23rd, 1966 in a small town in Georgia. What a great name, though. It is a really strong name. Was there any information like she loved Abraham Lincoln and was a big fan of William Shakespeare? Yes. That's his backstory <laughs> now. That That's is his, his backstory. I, I think so. Uh, however, the next sentence I was going to read is, as a child, he endured a difficult upbringing marred by abuse and neglect. So... By his, by the hands of his mother? Unclear. It was very hard to find details about his childhood uh, as it related to how he was raised. Such a noble name, though. It is. Yeah. And he, honestly, you're going to feel so, so bad for him throughout this whole thing because he just seems overall great. He had a little bit of a rough start, which we'll talk about. Uh, I realized it probably that was not a good preface to the next set of information I'm going to give you, but then he turns it around. Okay. So he dropped out of school in seventh grade, which is unfortunate. And when he was 13, he was arrested for stealing from a convenience store and put in juvenile reform school. He stayed there until he was 18. He was arrested many more times for things like trespassing to assaulting his girlfriend. To be clear, that is not the mm. good stuff I was talking about. I'm surprised they held him that long in a juvenile facility for stealing. I don't know why. I had the same question and I wonder if it was a bunch of related stuff. Maybe he was in and out of out of right and it sounds like he dropped out of regular school so maybe it was something to help with that i I don't know a little bit of truancy too yeah i'm I'm, Hmm. again hard to find details on that right um but the assaulting his girlfriend put him in prison prison Mm -hmm. and he was released in 1995 and that's when he ended up moving to lakeland florida and living with his mom okay although his lack of education left him barely able to read or write He did try to contribute to the house, working different jobs like garbage collector or dishwasher. In his free time, he would play pool with friends or walk around Lake Hollingsworth, admiring the beautiful homes, which were always out of reach. Mm. He did have another girlfriend with whom he had a son, but they broke up in kind of spectacular fashion, which included multiple restraining orders. That's all really the detail I got on that one. Okay. Uh, and in October 2006, he was arrested for being behind around $6,000 on child support. I mean, it's all like you've heard this story a million times. I feel mm-hmm. bad for the guy, but I mean, he, he didn't really have a chance with his upbringing. Exactly. And if he can't earn enough money for himself, like how is he supposed to support his child too? Exactly. Exactly. And he had, you know, he's just been in and out of jail and right. reform school and all that. And, you know, those jobs don't probably don't make a whole lot of money so to be behind six thousand dollars i don't even that must be his son's entire life because i can't imagine he was on the hook for that much every month well you'd be surprised what you can get in family court i'm pretty sad though that this is someone that you would want to see win the lottery and turn their life around and i'm pretty sad that he lost his life for it just yes just you wait because it gets worse because at least at this point you're like okay that's an unfortunate upbringing and then it's nice that maybe money can help him out of this. Like, he does good things with the money, and it's, oh. yeah, it's just upsetting. So just a month later, so he had been arrested in October 2006 um, for the child support, but just a month later, he was able to get out of jail, 
and was working as an assistant truck driver for the food distribution company MBM Corporation, making about $8 an hour. What year was that? Uh, that was 2006, so the same year that he won the lottery. Okay. Um, and I have to give him credit because, again, even though he had dropped out of school and he had all this trouble and was in and out of jail and reform school, he kept a job most of the time. So I got to give him credit for not turning to, like, selling drugs or things that might earn you cash. Well, he, I guess he bought lottery tickets, which does earn you cash early. But, you know, yeah, that's a better how, way to do it. How much disposable income do you have earning $8 an hour and paying arrearages on your child support he got this on a two dollar spending two dollars on lottery tickets so not much is, is that all he spent yes it's two dollars yes oh wow yeah okay take so, it all back i'll take you through it so everything changed for him so he's working as this assistant truck driver and he and his coworker um stop at townstar convenience in Frostproof, florida which i just have to take a minute and appreciate that town name it's incredibly descriptive do you think it is actually frostproof no. guys if you're from frostproof <laughs> florida let us know hit us up on our insta or our gmail do you get frost ever in the entire time since that town was incorporated do you know who would know google google <laughs> the googs the googs we love the googs Okay, so thank you for taking that minute to appreciate the name. Mm -hmm. So as the intro alluded to on November 15th, 2006, so he had just gotten out of jail. Abraham and his coworker were on their way to Miami in the truck. Um, his coworker's name was Michael Ford. And when they, they stopped to uh, buy drinks and cigarettes, I, Abraham stayed in the car giving Michael the $2 I mentioned to get him two pick six lottery tickets when he went in. How do you think Michael felt being the one to purchase? Oh, we'll come back to that. Oh, no. Not happy. Oh, God. He's the dick that murders him, isn't He's he? He's not. No, Abraham <laughs> oh, okay. just had a really bad string of luck. Okay. It's not even luck. People are just terrible. I could just let you tell the story and you then, could, like, I'll find <laughs> out what happened. I'm getting a bit of my own medicine here because I you do are. exactly this to you. I'm you like, did. and then what happened? <laughs> You're like, I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> uh, so one of uh, the tickets were the number, one of the tickets had the numbers 6, 12, 13, 34, 42, and 52. Okay. These six numbers were a complete match to the winning numbers that day, and no one else had the same numbers, oh which meant that Abraham won a literally life-changing $30 million. And the odds of that were 1 in 14 million? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. On $2, on just a chance. Wow. Crazy. Now, he elected to take it as a $16.9 million lump sum cash payment instead of annual payments. Can't really blame him. Right. He netted about $12.7 million after taxes. That's enough. Yeah, I, I think so. You could live off the interest on that if you put it in a bank account yes, to you accrue could. interest. Yeah, you could. Yeah, it's enough. He didn't do that, um, <laughs> but he did try to do great things with his money. Um, now, we mentioned earlier that there are some, in some states, the law is that lottery winners uh, can re remain anonymous, and some of them you have to report. So in Florida, uh, the Florida lottery must provide the records of the winner's name, city of residence, what they won, so like what game, when they won it, and how much they won to anyone who asks, aka why? reporters and all that all found out. Like, why? I don't know. I didn't Google that part. The only thing that I can think of is if they're questioning someone's ability to fraud the lottery system somehow. Maybe. So they're checking across states or they're checking Maybe. the state, but it's a state law. So I don't, I don't know. Like there are a lot of states that it isn't required. I'm gonna have to look that up because yeah. it like, 
just common sense would say that you wouldn't want to disclose your name. Yeah. Not only was his name disclosed, but he, of course, was all over the news. There's pictures of him, which I'll post on the Instagram, like holding, you know, the big check and everything. So overnight, he became literally one of like the wealthiest men in Florida and the subject, of course, of widespread media attention. Mm -hmm. But before he could spend any of it, he was immediately required to pay those outstanding child support fees, which granted $6,000 in the scheme of 13 million is nothing, but right. So he willingly paid and then he actually set up a trust fund for his son, seeding that with a million dollars because he wanted him to be set for life. I love that. Mm -hmm. Now he, at that point, still had quite an enviable bank account. He then spent his money both wisely and kindly. And this is what just breaks my heart. Because I think a lot of people would just like go... I mean, he did buy a few things, which fair if you won $13 million. But most people would go buy a bunch of houses and yachts and I don't know what other things. I guess you can't do that with <laughs> like, maybe $13 million. But Like Bo Burnham, a solid gold jet ski with spinning rims. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so people do tend to do things like this. And right. That was just not his thing. He maintained his frugal lifestyle, including picking pennies up off the ground. And he limited his meals to like a $7 lunch at Denny's. Okay. Whatever makes you happy. Absolutely. He said he's not into material things. He just wanted to be able to live his life. Especially someone that is used to having no money. Mm -hmm. Like, it would be a hard transition. Like, those those types of people don't go from, you know, eating at Denny's to being like, oh, I'd like to go to the Ritz right. for tea exactly. this afternoon. No, like exactly. Um, but more than that, he also chose to help others with his money. Oh. So he opened up a corporation, Shakespeare and Associates, which he planned to use for business ventures in real estate and rehabilitation of homes and affordable housing. Okay, I love that. Yep. So he wanted to help people. He also wanted to create a separate nonprofit to help people even more. Um, and he used already some of his winnings to help a few senior citizens who had gotten behind on their bills. Aww. So he was like giving away his money. And that's how he wanted to spend it. He, right. he would literally hand out thousands of dollars in cash to people. Wow. Sometimes as a gift, like the $5,000 he gave one man or a loan. He would like loan, but then never keep track of right. what he gave them. So he gave $10,000 to another person. He had given his stepsisters $250,000 each. Wow. And he gave his stepfather a million dollars. Wow. Like literally just handing out money. Okay. You run out of money quickly when you do that. You do. And then worse, his kindness was definitely taken advantage of. It did not take people long to figure out that he was giving out money. And so they sought him out. Wasn't hard to do. He was 6'5 and 190 pounds. So walking down the street, he was easy to spot. People would see him, come up with him, come up to him and tell them their tragic stories, Aww. how they couldn't get money for dinner. They were late on rent and so on. He would give money to every single one of them. Okay, I have heard one of the things about putting people's names out for lotteries. Like, I have heard that people, when they win the lottery, people will write them letters. Oh, like, people yeah. will write letters to lottery winners mm -hmm. nationwide, mm -hmm. begging for money. Yep. Um, funny, my next sentence is, even prisoners would write to him, mm -hmm. begging for money, and yeah. he would give it to them. Like, wow. Like, there's one story of he had... Um, Somebody had asked him for $1,000 and he, he had spoken to a friend of his and was like, what does the person need $1,000 in jail for? And ended up sending him money anyway. Wow. Just complete trying to help people and trying to help others. Listen, Buffalo Blue Cheese chips at the commissary are expensive. Yeah. You could get maybe two bags for 1000 That's a lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Two soups. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, 
although he was happy to give people money, I'm sure he was probably tired of being harassed. So in early 2007, he moved out of his home in the blue collar neighborhood that he had been in, in Lakeland and into a million dollar house in a gated community. Smart. Aside from that and get, literally giving away his money, he really only spent his money on a few other things. He bought a new car, completely fair. Right. And a Rolex, which he got at a pawn shop. He didn't even buy Aww. it. So. And it was probably one of those things like he always wanted yep. one. I bet. Yeah. Aww. Yep. So he really just didn't spend it a bunch. Um, he did use it to his, the money to his advantage a little bit. Um, it's how he met uh, one of his next girlfriends, Centoria Butler, uh, with whom he actually had another son. Uh, because he, at a bar, his friend went up and was like, did you know my friend's a millionaire? And like, that's how they That's a pretty him. good pickup line. It's a pretty good pickup line. I bet line, you right? it works like 90% of the time. It worked here. <laughs> 60% of the time, it, <laughs> it works, works every time. time. <laughs> yep. So so he and Centuria enjoyed having money. Fair enough. They did splurge a little bit. Like they flew to New York City for an overnight trip, which was super exciting for them. Neither of them had been on a plane before. Oh my gosh. So incredibly exciting. Um, and then Abraham had so much fun that he booked another trip like the next week. Oh, wait, where did Abraham move from? Florida. Oh, he no. Before that, he drove. Where? Oh, he mo- was he born? <laughs> was he born in Lakeland? Lakeland? No, he was born in Georgia. Georgia? Did he drive to Florida? I don't know. I guess he must. I'm assuming so. If he's never been on a plane, he might have teleported. <laughs> I'm focused on the Maybe really a train. Maybe a train. <laughs> I'm focused on the re- trains, planes, and automobiles. Exactly. I'm focused on the really important details. Yeah. yeah. Proceed. Yeah. Anyway. The sudden influx of wealth brought with it a host of new challenges and dangers, as Abraham, of course, quickly discovered. Mm -hmm. So almost immediately after winning the lottery, Abraham was targeted by individuals and organizations who sought to exploit his wealth for their own game. In April 2007, remember Michael Ford, the co-worker Mm -hmm. who picked up the lottery ticket? Yes. Sued Abraham, saying (sighs) he bought the tickets for himself and that Abraham stole them. Oh, what a dick. Yep. Yep. Fortunately, the jury agreed. After a five-day trial, jurors determined that Abraham was innocent and Michael was not entitled to any money. Oh, but he had to pay legal fees to get to that point. And it was like stressful, I'm sure, to go through the whole thing and just deal with it and be accused of stealing. What a dick. Wonder like, oh my God, what if I have to like split this money with him or something? And had Michael just asked him for some money, he probably would have given it to him. Um... No. You would think that, but I, well, I think he didn't ask nicely. Okay. <laughs> Cause I think he was like, I think he asked for a million dollars, which doesn't make any sense if no. it was his money. Right. So clearly he was lying. Right. Anyway, amazingly, that would be the least of Abraham's problems. Okay. Enter Doris D.D. Moore. D.D. was born on July 25th, 1972. She had married a man named James in 1992 and the two had a son three years later. But hers was not an idyllic life. In 2001, she said she had been carjacked, kidnapped, and sexually assaulted at gunpoint. She had described her attackers in detail, claiming two Mexican men kidnapped her from the post office where she had gone to mail something related to her work, which was selling prepaid phones. They bound her wrists and ankles with tape. They said that they had been sent to burn her alive in her car, but then they decided they wanted to keep the car. She said that they raped her, stole her jewelry, and dumped her in a ditch where passersby, passersby, I don't like that word, Um, (laughs) but anyway, they found her. 
I want to feel bad for her, but you said she said. Yes, I'm glad you picked that up. I did. When she was found by these passersby. I just, I don't like how that It's definitely not passerbys. I know it's not, but it should be. Okay. Did you know the plural of cul-de-sac is coles de sac? I did. It's French. Okay. Well, that's our grim fact for the night. (laughs) Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, so when she was found, she said the one in the back finally made the decision not to kill me, but he said he better never see me again and to dye my hair blonde, which she did. <laughs> it's by the way. So specific. It's so specific. <laughs> um, this will come as a complete shock. Detectives soon figured out she had been lying. No. <laughs> oh, I must've written that wrong. Oh yeah. No, she was lying. I can't <laughs> remember the last time that I was held at gunpoint and told to dye my hair. <laughs> and that's, you're like if i had fair. a nickel <laughs> <laughs> just last week no so she was in fact the subject of an internal fraud investigation at work um she also owed thousands of dollars to her credit union and landlord and conveniently she had been desperately trying to keep her allegedly stolen car mm-hmm. she had bought the lincoln navigator which was just a year old for 50k putting down $5,000 in cash and then quickly falling behind on the $45,000 loan. Um, yeah, that's a very expensive car to buy if you cannot yeah. afford car payments. No, I. she couldn't. <laughs> With the first missing payment, she said her money had been stolen. Like, all of her money was stolen. That's why she couldn't pay. And then she just began ignoring phone calls. Okay. This is, you know, you can get a car pretty easily, even when you have shitty credit, because they just repossess your vehicle. Yeah. Or it's stolen by Mexican men. That too. Who want you to dye your hair. That too. Yeah. That's what happened here. Blonde. to her. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Blonde. So during the investigation into her quote unquote attack, detectives received a call from a man who said the SUV was actually in a garage on his property. (laughs) It had been brought there. I had to include this whole story, by the way, because it's just absurd it is yes absurd so it had been brought there by a man who had given him the man whose property was on another man brought it and gave that guy five hundred dollars to store the suv with some like concocted story about why and when the guy who had the suv saw the story on the news he was like this is fishy i'm Mm -hmm. gonna i'm gonna call that looks an awful lot like or it sounds an awful lot like this car right the man who had dropped off the suv had been helping Dee frame someone who she claimed was trying to kill her so she's pretending that there's these people after her and they're all, they, they want to kill her and they wanted the car and that was the whole thing. So part of the plan to frame this person, allegedly, like, so she says that there's somebody that wants to kill her, but then she wants to frame that person to make it look like they attempted to kill her. Marina's face is extremely confused as it should be because it doesn't make any sense. No, no. My brain is trying to process the train of thought. What's the thing you always say? You're trying to find logic in when somebody's being irrational. What is It's much more eloquent when you say it. (laughs) You can't use logic to talk somebody out of a position they didn't use logic to talk themselves into. Yeah, that sounds better. Yeah. What she said. Yeah. Logic and stuff. (laughs) It's basically what I said. So, so part of this plan to frame the person was to create this believable incident where the person attempted to kill her. Mm -hmm. So she had taped her own wrists and thrown herself from the car with that other guy driving it. And then that guy brought it to the guy where he stored the SUV. And this is all, this is all the same Mexican story, right? Yes. So the the Mexicans are the people that want to kill her. Allegedly. And she's framing them. 
But that's what doesn't make sense. She's like, were there actually people or there was like, I think that she told the one guy that she was framing someone and that's why she got rid of the SUV. But then she told the police that it was um, like that she had been attacked. Okay. So it doesn't make any sense. She's crazy. Was there a real person that wanted to harm her? No, there was nobody. Okay. I think she was just behind. (laughs) She was concocting this incredibly complicated and confusing story to explain why her SUV had been stolen and that she was the victim. That is, that is what I've gathered from this. Okay. Yeah. She was like, what happened was. (laughs) (laughs) That, That is the most appropriate use yes. of this. Yes. What uh, had happened was. <laughs> uh, so she was convicted of insurance fraud. Oh, man. The insurance <laughs> companies, they'll get you every time. I, I literally wrote LOL in my notes. <laughs> Laura's out there Googling best insurance fraud cases. That's why I had to include all that detail for that one line. Carly had your back tonight. Yeah, exactly. She had no idea. <laughs> so um, not only that, she was also uh, convicted of falsely reporting a crime, obviously. Mm-hmm. And for that, she served a year of probation probation shortly after that she filed for bankruptcy mm-hmm. also not surprising right needless to say she was looking for some money yeah. around the same time as abraham won the lottery Dee Dee divorced her husband and met new boyfriend char krasnicki okay i keep wanting to say krasinski like uh oh uh, john like, yes i was like jim no <laughs> that's not right it is jim but well, it's john yes yes anyway in October 2008, so that's about a year after, uh, two years after um, Abraham won the lottery, Dee Dee was among the many who had seen Abraham Abraham on TV and in newspapers, and she arranged to meet him under the guise of writing a book about his life story. Oh. She had absolutely no background in writing or publication, by the way. Either way, the two grew to be close friends. I attribute that fully to Abraham and how nice he was to people. Right. And, Dee Dee offered to help Abraham manage his money. Red flag. Yeah. Yep. When the demands on his lottery winnings became, became too much to bear. Dee Dee quickly proved to be untrustworthy, however, to say the least. I'm sure that one shocks you too. It does. Ultimately, she controlled the $3.5 million that remained after Abraham had given the rest away. So let's just remember he literally just gave like $10 million away. Okay. And she ended up controlling the rest of it. So she achieved this through blatant abuse of his trust and illiteracy. Aww. So she took advantage of the fact that he trusted her and that he couldn't like double check anything. Oh, really sad. So in December 2008, so this is just a few months after they met, Abraham li- liquidated an annuities account worth $250,000. The following month, that money was transferred to a medical staffing business, American Medical Professionals, Owned by any guesses who might have owned that company? Was it um, was it Dee Dee? Oh, you're so smart. Oh my gosh! What a good guess. Yes. Oh my gosh! <laughs> the money then went to several recipients, including Shar, Dee Dee's boyfriend, um, and money and assets continued to flow from Abraham to Dee Dee. On January 9th, two thousand nine, Abraham transferred his home, um, and again that was from him to American Medical Professionals. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, <clears throat> I'm thinking of the movie with the women who the husband is framing the wife. 
he just keeps having her sign these oh. documents. He's like, oh, it's oh. just for the paperwork with Cameron Diaz. It's Cameron Diaz, right? I know. Yeah. It's just for the paperwork. Yes. And I, I'm picturing that's what she's so. doing to him. Yep. She's like, you need to sign this. It's to open up a new account for yep. this. And it's just him like signing over his house. And like, or like, oh, if you do this, it'll be better for you. Or don't worry, I'll take care of this for you. Right. All of that. So that's why it's like a combination of he just trusted her and he's not going to double check anything. He can't. Oh. And he just doesn't know. Like, she obviously knows enough enough to um to know how to tackle this and he just wouldn't he doesn't know what he doesn't know yeah well i mean the fact that she set up a separate company to transfer things she through actually already had this company i don't know what oh. it was and what she did with it before she had it for like four years before that oh so i don't i thought the same thing i thought she created it just for this but she'd had it since 2004 okay by the way the movie's the other woman and it's hilarious if you oh, haven't seen it that's for good. that sounds like i bet on rec- listening back it sounds like you googled it but i want to give you credit that that just came to your mind yeah i didn't google no. it no you're welcome thank you so that wasn't it with him another million dollar annuities account in abraham's name was cashed out in early february 2009 and deposited into a bank of america account of course opened by dd this one was in the name of abraham shakespeare llc I would love to read what category they put that business in. Mm. I did find the original LLC papers and the description was just any and all lawful business. <laughs> now, I don't know. That may be like just a generic thing that they apply. I don't think they like sat right. there and wrote that, but it did make me laugh. Oh my gosh. Shortly after. So after they opened this account, allegedly in his name that she opens it, Didi was also an owner on this. Didi maneuvered to get Abraham taken off the account. So he now had no, he had no access to any of that money. Oh my gosh. Yep. On top of that. So it just kept going. I mean, this is like not over years. This is like over months. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So next $350,000 of Abraham's money now in Dee Dee's business account was used to buy a ranch style house in the name of her boyfriend, Char. Dee Dee also bought multiple fancy cars, including a $70,000 Corvette for Char and a $90,000 Hummer for herself. So she was not living frugally off no. of Abraham's no. money. She literally spent more and did more for herself than Abraham ever did with the rest of the 10 million something dollars. Abraham wasn't suspicious. I I don't think I literally don't think he knew where the money was. Go- I don't think he knew it was missing. No, I know. But she like pulled up in a Hummer and he's like, hmm. I don't, I don't know. Hmm. I mean, maybe. I wonder if he thought that she was successful already. Like, he didn't know her that long. Yeah. You know? Hmm. Now, as if that wasn't enough, Dee Dee also introduced Abraham to a series of other individuals who took advantage of him, including a psychic who convinced him to give her thousands of dollars for quote-unquote spiritual guidance. Like, just endless. So, to me, that what it, that didn't even benefit Dee Dee. Like, you're just mean. <laughs> You know what yeah, I mean? But while it benefits her friends, right? Yes. You just... <laughs> oh my God. Okay, so what just happened is I just happened to look up out my dark bay window and the only thing that I could see was my hu- the top of my husband's head and he was like slowly waving, but I didn't know it was him and I didn't know I was looking at and I just had a heart attack (laughs) you heard you heard it it happened on air i am deceased now um i will have to i have to call you out though that before he went outside he did say now don't freak out i'm gonna come in the other other door so he went out one door and then he's like oh i'm gonna go around the house and come out come in another door so okay but he didn't say don't freak out i'm gonna stand and wave at the window like a spiritual being He didn't say that. I really wish there was... This is the one and only time that I wish there were a video with this podcast. (laughs) 
you you died several times. <laughs> I wish I could have seen my own face. I did. And then it scared me because it was behind me. We're sitting across from each other. So I'm like, I actually thought, my first thought was spider. Was actually my first. I'm terrified of spiders. Okay, but where would I see? If Hanging I got, from the ceiling? If I got that scared over a spider? That's how scared I get over spiders. Okay. I thought it was like going to be hanging down from the ceiling behind me. Okay. All right. I'm sorry. What were you saying now? I forgot. I lost all, all memory from my brain is gone. So, so we were talking about the spiritual guidance, which is probably why you were like extra freaked out. No. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. So remember that Dee Dee had met Abraham in like October ish. Okay. By the end of the following February. Abraham's Abraham's cash had been depleted to like forty four thousand dollars. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No money. Now, as Abraham's financial situation deteriorated, he became increasingly isolated and paranoid. Convinced that people were trying to take advantage of him, and um, that's because they were. Yeah, you don't say. Yeah. Uh, so he eventually went into hiding, cutting off contact with like most of his family and friends and just everyone. Aww. Which is not good for him. No, and you know what? I'm 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 mad in this moment because mm-hmm. if he ran out of money and needed money, nobody would give him any money. No. After he gave them all that money. Exactly. I just know it. Exactly. And yeah, they'd be like, Where'd you what'd you spend all the money on? Yes, or exactly. Like, yeah. Now having embezzled most of Abraham's money, Dee Dee went in for the kill. Literally. Dee Dee lured Abraham to Shar's new house under the pretense of needing his signature for a real estate deal. Once he was there, she shot him twice in the chest. Why? I, my theory, I couldn't really, because she denies it anyway, but my theory is that maybe it just would have eventually caught up to her. I don't, I just don't know. Like he wasn't even doing anything. He was just a victim in it. So I don't know why she couldn't just let him live. I guess I could see that if he's like, wait, what happened to all of yeah. my money? Like eventually would he, because yeah. remember it's only been like five months or something. Like, so maybe she was worried eventually he would find out was it five months or was it like a total of 14 uh it was the same year oh was it it wasn't october to february oh the same february Uh Uh oh i thought it was the next february no the same the same one oh damn yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. she was motivated yes very little time ridiculous wow it takes that long to buy a house like what the fuck i know literally like i don't i don't know how she got all this stuff set up and dealt with and so once, once he had died, Dee Dee then called her ex-husband to come dig a hole for her, which when I first read that, I was like, you could just dig a hole yourself, <laughs> but he had access to a backhoe. So we're talking like oh, a okay. serious hole. Like a real big yeah. hole. She said it was to dispose of trash. After he dug the hole and left, Dee Dee called him back to fill it with the backhoe, which he said he did without looking at what he was covering because he, it was just a big I don't know, mess. And she was doing some work in the backyard with her new boyfriend. Who buries trash? I, I, it was like construction trash, she, she said. And then she was going to put like, uh, which I mean, <laughs> when you really think about that, like, don't bury that. Just <laughs> like I, a, get a dumpster. I'm very confused. Yeah. Like who, who buries that? I don't know. James accepted it as an explanation. <laughs> okay. Maybe, <laughs> maybe if she had asked you, Marina, maybe this whole thing would have been different. Bitch would have gotten caught. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> she did get caught. So it's okay. <laughs> Good. Um, so this was all, that all happened in April after Abraham was dead and now buried. Dee Dee had all sorts of stories for people who were wondering where he went. Although the details varied, the root of all the stories were that Abraham had just moved away. 
so to try to make uh, this seem legitimate, Dee Dee forged calls, texts, and letters from Abraham. She wrote to Abraham's mother, posing as him saying he was fine. But do you remember that detail I mentioned about him dropping out of school and not really being literate and able to write? Mm -hmm. So people were like, WTF? He's not like, he literally couldn't have written those letters or text. She's or like, anything. I taught him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then she, when she used his cell phone to text people, they, again, aside from the fact that he literally was illiterate, when family members asked questions that Dee Dee would be unable to answer, she'd just stop responding. I think she was very much the, um, like, bury your head in the sand type. Sounds like Lori Vallow, like what yeah. she did with her daughter. They totally. were like, wait, this isn't you. And she's like, my phone's dead. Sorry. It, exactly. Also, exactly. it just occurred to me that someone who cannot read and write cannot text. Yeah. I mean, you might be able to do um, voice to text. Oh. But this, I, I take that back. This was like 2006, seven, what year? But someone today who's illiterate yeah. could yes. voice yes. to text. Yes. But then they yeah. can't, oh, I was going to say they can't read the text that comes back in, but can't you make it read it uh -huh. to you? Yeah. Okay. It's called accessibility. Okay. okay. It's very important. It is. Anyway, Dee Dee offered Abraham's ex-girlfriend, a member Centoria, she offered her $200,000 if she would lie and say that Abraham had dropped by. Obviously, Centauri was like, um, no. Although the money, I'm sure, was appealing, but I'm sure she thought something was very strange. Yeah, that's a lot of money to lie, though. It is. I'd probably be like, yeah, I thought I saw him. Thank you. <laughs> yep. Uh, Dee Dee also paid one of Abraham's relatives $5,000 to hand deliver a birthday card to Abraham's mother, saying it was from him. It took Abraham's family nearly six months to report him missing, I'm sure they doubted themselves even with the, all those messages and everything, but they were hoping that he had just found himself a quiet corner of the world to hide in. So they Aww. knew he had gone into hiding and had been isolating. So right. um, that's why it took them so long. Aww. But finally, on November, November 9th, 2009, Cedric Edom, Abraham's cousin, reported that he and the family had not seen Abraham since April. Dee Dee was one of the first leads that detectives investigated, especially given how many of Abraham's assets she and her business owned. Yeah. Might make you look at that. Yeah. She was interviewed first just a few days later, where she claimed that the reason that she owned a bunch of his stuff, but the money never showed up in his account. So again, she like, quote unquote, bought things, but they're like, but where, but where is the money that you quote unquote paid for this stuff? She was like, oh, 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 I gave it to him in cash. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. For that million-dollar house? Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She's like, it was two briefcases. Yeah, exactly. They each weighed 30 pounds. And I have no idea uh, they had a big M for Monopoly on them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Over the next couple months, detectives obviously didn't believe that, so they kept pushing Dee Dee about the money. Where had it gone? She claimed that she'd taken Abraham's name off of one of the joint accounts because he wanted to avoid paying taxes. But then she was like, actually, um, he didn't want to pay child support. Actually, just kidding. Uh, the million dollars he gave me was a gift. She was just like floundering. Exactly. Obviously, they're sitting there going, okay. You need to pick one lie, Literally. bitch. Yeah. Yeah. She missed that memo. Yeah. Regarding that transaction in which Dee Dee took Abraham's home, she initially claimed she paid Abraham $500,000 in cash for it. But again, changed her story saying she didn't pay him because she was worried that he would use the money to buy drugs. Because he was a drug addict. He was not a drug addict. Okay, what a bitch. Uh-huh. And then just four days later, she was like, actually, just kidding. I didn't pay him because he didn't want to pay the gift tax owed, which doesn't even make sense for a real estate transaction. But she was just, she was like, did that work? No? Okay, next one. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. 
And then all, while all of this is happening, she had the audacity to move into the house that she had allegedly bought from him. Oh, wow. She was yeah. really, I mean, she was really going for it. Uh, yeah. If she, exactly. w- go big or go home or something like that. <laughs> go big and go to Abraham's home. <laughs> but it would look illegitimate if she didn't move into the house that she bought true. in cash. She's true. like, that shit's mine. I'm moving in. That's true. Although, and I'm moving out. Anyways, yes, thank you, Billy. Um, so, <laughs> but I also can't explain why her boyfriend had a different house that like she paid for the money came from her, her business account. Like it, none of it made, I mean, again, we're trying to find quote unquote logic. Just cause mm-hmm. just cause. Yeah. So, uh, although it seemed like Dee Dee was very likely involved in Abraham's disappearance, cause remember, they don't know what happened to him yet. Just that he's missing. Right. The case broke wide open in late December, 2009. Dee Dee paid a man named Gregory Smith, a friend of Abraham's, to call Abraham's mother pretending to be Abraham. Detectives caught wind of this and talked to Gregory, who immediately admitted what had happened and began cooperating with the police. He didn't really do anything wrong, so because he didn't know the extent of what was happening. He was like, right. yeah, sure, I can help. So Dee Dee had asked Gregory if he knew of anyone who would be willing to falsely confess to murdering Abraham. So things escalated quickly. <laughs> Gregory, a.k.a. the police who were telling him what to do, said, yep, definitely do. I have a guy who was already facing a lengthy prison term and they'd do it for 50K. This man was actually an undercover officer. Mm -hmm. And the officer met with Didi and said, yeah, sure, I'll take the blame. But on the condition that you tell me where Abraham's body is to make it more realistic. I love this. Didi brought him right to the property, showed him a concrete slab saying that Abraham was buried under it. She also gave him a 38 Smith & Wesson revolver she said had been used to shoot him. So here you go, silver platter. Everything <laughs> Here's the murder weapon. Literally. Here's the location yep. of the body. Yep. And never denied having been involved. Right. She So later, I don't think I wrote all this detail in, when she's getting questioned now that they know all the details, she's trying to blame it on all these different people. By the way, including her son, who's like 14. Wow. She's like, oh, I was my son. But she always indicated she was present when it happened. Like it just, this, I mean, you heard her false story about the SUV earlier. Right. Like she does not know how to tell a lie. Wow. So now obviously Greg brought all this information um, to the police and, and um, the undercover officer had all this information. And on January 27th, 2010, they discovered Abraham's body buried under nine feet of dirt under a newly laid 30 by 30 concrete pad. The autopsy determined that Abraham had likely been killed back on April 6th or 7th, again, from those shots to the chest. Right. Detectives obtained receipts, as if they needed more proof, but they obtained receipts from trips Dee Dee made to Sam's Club in Walmart the day before Abraham's death. Her purchases included Clorox bleach, a roll of duct tape, a Lysol kit, two pairs of gloves, a broom, two rolls of sheeting, and a frappuccino. Okay, that's <laughs> fucking classic. She yeah. bought a murder yeah. kit the Literally. day before he was murdered. And and a fra- fra- well, you know. she was thirsty. Yeah, you know, got to keep energized. It's exhausting. Exactly. Uh, many of the uh, these items, uh, likely not the frappuccino, were found near where Abraham had been buried. Well, yeah, because she was burying the construction garbage. Literally. Should have thrown <laughs> the fra- frappuccino in there. Maybe she did. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) On January 28th, Dee Dee's ex-husband was interviewed and he admitted to helping dig and then fill the hole. But again, he was like, I don't know. I don't really know what happened. I'm not positive. I believe that. Um, 
I just feel like maybe you would be like, what's that body-shaped thing in the bottom of that hole? I mean, I would hope that she sort of shoveled enough yeah. to make it level. I don't know. She did then, not seem so good at covering her tracks, no. so I'm not so sure. She wanted him involved so she could blame him. Probably. I actually don't know that he was one of the ones that she blamed. Her son, sure, but her ex-husband who participated in hiding the body? No. And in her mind, she was probably like, he's 14, so he can only get four but, years. Yeah, I... Ridiculous. So anyway, to no one's surprise, Dee Dee was arrested on February 2nd, 2010 in connection with Abraham's murder. Good. A million dollar bond was set. And a few days later, she was formally charged with first degree murder, as well as possessing and discharging a firearm resulting in death. That bond's not high enough based on how much money she I, stole I from Abraham. The same thing. I know. So she told reporters, I'm not scared of going to jail for murder because there is no jury that's going to convict me. They're saying I took a gun, put it up, and killed another human being. I would never, ever do that. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Great lie. (laughs) The the trial lasted two weeks. Jurors saw lots of evidence, including a video of the purchases Dee Dee had made at Walmart. Dee Dee made sure to be dramatic throughout the trial, breaking down in tears several times and alleging that she had gone into anaphylactic shock while in custody after taking something to help with the problems she was having, like, uh, with cuts on her ankle from being cuffed every day. What? So she was complaining that she had cuts on her ankles yeah. and everything and that she had taken something and that caused anaphylactic shock. Mm. And that's what she was complaining about. What, what did she take? I, I don't know. Nothing. Okay. I don't think anything. <laughs> yep. Um, s- sad for us. Dee Dee declined to take the stand. Oh, <laughs> damn. Cause I feel like there would have been good, some good. It would have been so good. Uh, and the defense, I found this interesting. The, the defense rested without calling a single witness. I, I really feel like they were like, well, yep. They're like, <laughs> we got nothing. Listen, we can only make it worse for ourselves. I honestly think that's exactly what oh happened. Oh my gosh. On December 10th, 2012, jurors deliberated, of course, for just three hours before finding Dee Dee guilty. Mm-hmm. She was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. Good. Which is wonderful. Um, Dee Dee, of course, maintained her innocence throughout her trial, claiming that she had not killed Abraham, but instead she helped him disappear in order to escape the people who were trying to take advantage of him. Did they seize his assets back from her? I think so. I actually didn't find a lot about that, um, but I did see that his family, obviously, like, this was unbelievably tragic for that family, and they actually wanted to bring attention to like what we were talking about earlier about being able to be anonymous and right. you know protection especially for someone what if someone who is unable to read and write wins the lottery they're not they don't they still deserve the money and they need right. to be protected so they tried to raise um some of that uh, awareness i'm guessing the law in florida is the same it is yeah, yeah. okay yeah. at least as of right now mm-hmm Um, The only other fact I have for you in this case is in a strange twist in 2017, Antoinette Andrews, who's the mother of Abraham's first son, won the lottery herself. She only got a million dollars, which is still great, in a $20 scratch off. Um, But she she said, quote, she's a little scared. And I was like, yeah, I think that's fair. Um, I think that's fair. But what are the odds of two people being connected winning the lottery? I didn't write those odds down. I was Googling odds of random things. That's how I ended up with that intro. But, um, but yeah. And then there was something about the odds. So that was the one in 14 million was for a pick six. But then for whatever the mega, whatever the crazy lotteries right. are, is like one in 250 million. I'm sure. crazy. So I'm sure. Yeah. And then odds of being murdered by a woman that you randomly met 
who's just a psychopath, you know, pathological liar. I don't know. Probably even higher, lower, lower odds. I'm just really, I'm really sad for Abraham. Me too. That's because he was doing good things with it too. And people took advantage of him. Totally. Which would have, I mean, people take advantage of people's kindness all the time. I know. Um, And you just like, you want it to be such a good story because he did have a rough upbringing. He did do some bad things when he was younger and he did seem to try to want to turn it around and um, just makes me really sad. And Dee Dee is a entertaining but terrible person. I feel like that should be a movie. Yeah. Maybe it is. I don't know. Yeah. I didn't find it if it is. It should be a movie. And I feel like... Matthew Perry would play Char. <laughs> Char. 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 Char is like a Pokemon or something. That's Charmander. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. If you're enjoying listening to Grimm, <laughs> make sure you're getting the most in between episodes. You can find us on Instagram where I'll post all the pictures and you can look at Dee Dee's blonde hair. Um, that's at Grim Crime Podcast. And on Facebook, just search Grim colon a true crime, true crime podcast. Or even better, you can subscribe to our Patreon that we were talking about in the beginning of the episode. You can just search Grim a true crime podcast. As I always say, sensing a theme here <laughs> on the Patreon app or website. You can send us an email at grimcrimepodcast at gmail.com and you can send us uh, case suggestions there also. Wherever you do listen, please rate us or even better, leave us a written review. We tell you this all the time, but we literally just screenshotted one recently. It makes our day, makes us so happy. So Mm -hmm. thank you for doing that. And thanks for being here. Remember to listen, learn, and stay alive until next time, because the future is grim.